Hey everyone, happy Wednesday, September 28th. Um, after today, there's only two full days of September left before we finally hit October, which means the start of the season and of course Halloween, which is one of my favorite holidays. As always, lots to get into today when it comes to the Pittsburgh Penguins, some injury updates because, you know, even though it's training camp, the Penguins injury curse knows no balance. A couple of ro- other roster cuts today. Jeff Petrie got fined. I'm going to also go over his performance um, from Tuesday night. I didn't really get to, I didn't really have a chance to get to him. Also touch on Redeem Zahorna's performance because I thought he played particularly well. Also get to get into some practice updates today and why I didn't like what the Penguins were doing with some of it just because, you know, they were splitting, you know, team one and team two, but, you know, some of the players on kind of, I guess, on the Wilkes-Barre prospect team were not with the main group. I'm going to go into why um, that was just kind of weird to me, especially some of the top guys who I think should be practicing um, with the main guys. So that's all coming up for today's episode right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. For Thursday's episode, we're going to have a special guest on. I'm not going to, you know, give give the name away, but, you know, it's definitely um, a guest that I've been, you know, trying to have come on for the last couple of weeks. I'm glad that he's going to be able to come on. And I think, you know, either Friday or early next week, we're going to have Josh Yoey from the athletic back on and give his thoughts on training camp in the preseason, what he's been um, seeing so far. Okay. So let's get right on into it. So earlier to the penguins, they released their training camp roster to 54 players. Two more roster cuts were made. Um, a couple of goaltenders were reassigned to Wilkesbury Scranton. One of them was Tommy Napier. Um, so, you know, they're going to be battling for minutes down there. Um, you know, not really surprised at all that they were cut um, at this point. So rosters down to 54. I'm sure there'll be more cuts after Saturday's preseason game against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Going back into some of the game from Tuesday night, definitely not a good performance from Jeff Petrie, not a good debut. Um, But again, I'm not really too concerned about it. Um, it, It's preseason hockey at the end of the day. You know, I I know a lot of people saw some concerning things, especially on the special teams. You know, me and Doug Lackey um, talked about that at length on Tuesday's show. But another another player that again I did, I did not think played very well was Peachy was on the ice for a few goals. One of them, um, he definitely should have been able to you know get the puck out of the zone because the pass went right by his skates and it was an easy tap in for one of the Red Wings players. I think that was the goal that made it three one four one, something like that. Um, that's a play he has to make. Um, I don't care if it's preseason, I don't care if it's regular season, and especially in the playoffs, um, that's not good enough. There, he also was fined five thousand dollars. Um, this morning, if I can find it here, you know, just a, just a nasty little um, punch to the head. I mean, what's really like, I guess a punch to the head, um, I, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, he took a big hit um, from Soderblom from the Red Wings with his back turned uh, and then, you know, punched another player near the boards um, a few moments later. So yeah, it was in the back of the head. Um, you know, I'm fine with him, you know, 
talking 5k from that, you know, get those kind of plays out of the game. I don't want to, you know, see Jeff Petrie be making those kind of plays through the regular season because you know, if that happens in the regular season or something like that, it could be a bigger fine or it could potentially lead to a suspension. And, you know, they don't need to be without him for any point in the regular season, especially if Crystal Tang is, God forbid, banged up, knock on wood that he is not because he's been really healthy um, for the last five years. Um, so definitely not good from him, but I think he's probably going to rebound um, either for the next preseason game or one of the next preseason games after that. Um, also, redeem Zohorna. I actually thought last night, you know, Zohorna looked pretty good. You know, if you look at the, if I can find this here, you know, the hockey stat cards, you know, Zohorna was actually um, fifth overall um, among all, all Penguin players um, for the game score. When you look at that, um, for defense, he was close to, you know, 0.5 in the positive range. Um, for offense, you know, a little bit, I think it was like close to about 0.8. And then overall, I think it was about plus 0.9 for his game score. He was only behind McGinn, Rust, Zucker, and Pedersen. Um, and, you know, that earned him a spot with the big boys today at camp. You know, he was, I think, really one of the only Wilkes-Barre players who was um, with the Penguins um, on for, I guess, the group one for the practice. The other players, you know, kind of like the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton slash the prospects, were with the other group. Um, you know, it's good to see them giving him a chance. You know, he's on a one-way deal. It's really kind of sink or swim time. Ferzal Horna has that big frame, really nice shot, responsible defensively, good skater. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for him coming into this year. Again, I don't really know if he's going to make the team out of camp, but, you know, I was definitely impressed with his performance on Tuesday night, and it looks like the Penguins coaching staff was as well because he was, co- he was with Team One today. I think part of that does have to do uh, with some of the injuries. Um, Teddy Bluger, he's day-to-day with an injury. Um, Kasperi Kappen, he's still sick. And then Jeff Carter, apparently he's making progress. He is still um, day-to-day with an injury again. Penguins injury course, uh, curse, excuse me, it knows no bounds. You know, we are so freaking back because this team is already dealing with injuries even two weeks before um, the regular season begins. I think he was like on the fourth line. Wayne, there's only like two players on the fourth line. I think he was with Kajula. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, he was good. Petrie wasn't as good as, you know, really wanted to get into those two players. And, you know, I had a couple of people asking about the goaltending in my DMs today. Um, you know, Jari, not the best night, but again, you know, it, it, it's fine. You know, he, I thought he also made some 10 bell saves before he was really getting run out of the building. You know, a couple of them, uh, the Penguins were actually on the main advantage and Jari had a couple of man rush saves where um, he, came right out, looked aggressive like he did last year um, and made some nice pad saves. And I think another one, he had to slide across, get his pad right to the post and was able to make a nice sliding or not slightly, a nice diving save, I should say. So I thought he was all right, but, you know, obviously gave up some goals that you know, I didn't really care for. Casey Smith was fine. Didn't really give up too many bad goals or anything like that. I, I, you know, it's just because it's preseason. I don't really, you know, go so in depth about the goals that some, you know, goaltenders, uh, you know, give up and stuff like that, just because they're going to figure their stuff out. Um, it's not a big deal to me um, at all. So again, you know, I'm glad I was hopefully able to calm everyone down uh, when it comes to that preseason loss. I know 0 for 8, 0 for 9 of the power play is not good. Special, you know, penalty kill was also not looking that sharp either, but Again, people, we're at 15 days until the season at this point. 
lot of work to be done. Mike Sullivan even said it after the game. You know, we still got a long way to go. You know, we didn't have, we haven't had a lot of reps with the special teams yet. We're going to start to get those down. So, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I'm totally okay with it. You know, we'll see how they play on Saturday against Buffalo. I think you're probably going to see a better performance overall. I don't think you're going to see all those regulars play in that game. I think you're going to see a mix of prospects and regulars in that one. But, you know, we'll have to see um, with that. But that wraps up this first segment of today's episode. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into um, something I noticed today with the practice groups and why it was just, you know, a little bit um, weird to me. Um, I guess is the way to say it. But before I get to that, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest sports developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to learn more. That is better online where the game starts. All right. I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LR Store Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Funny enough, as I'm recording this, Aaron Judge made history, finally had his 61st home run, Ty Roger Maris. The um, reason I bring that up is just because um, my granddad, who passed away about a month ago, Biggest New York Yankee fan that you'd ever meet, and his favorite player is Roger Maris. So, you know, I know he's up there, you know, smiling a little bit, but he's also kind of probably a little upset that, um, excuse me, that his favorite player's record, um, you know, was tied. And it's probably about to be broken in the next few days. But wanted to, you know, shout him out there for that. It's just a really cool moment. I know it didn't happen at Yankee Stadium, but still kind of cool. Anyways. Getting back to some Penguins talk here. So um, as I said in the first segment, the Penguins, they kind of split up the duties today um, with regards to, you know, team one versus team two. You know, team one had basically um, a lot of the regulars and the other team um, really did not. And, you know, the Lions and pairings in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton prospect practice, as Taylor Haas tweeted out, Drake Kajula was with Jarrell Connor and Valtteri Pusin on the top line, Philip Hollander, Sam Poulin, and, um, and Alex Nealer in the second line. Um, Kyle Olsen on the third line, um, you know, Andonovsky on the fourth line, Shevkovsky down there, Glover, defensemen were rotating Xavier Olette, Taylor Fadoon, Jackson Ivey, Josh Maniscalco, um, Lazat, Yacht Collins, Ortiz, Owen Pickering is starting to practice um, a little bit more, but he's still kind of day-to-day at this point. But what was, what was really weird to me was why was Kajula and O'Connor at that practice and not with the main one? Because Zohorna was at the main one and, Honestly, you know, in my opinion, I, I think Kajula and O'Connor should probably be closer to making the team than he should be at this point. Uh, just really weird. And then another part of that, um, everyone that listens to this podcast knows I was not big on the Josh Archibald signing. I still think um, it really made no sense just because it was, especially because it was a day one signing. Like, like that's the guy you're going after on day one for 900K when there were so many other better players out there. I was just kind of like, okay, that's kind of a weird um process to have with the front office but you know he's basically being treated as a roster lock even though he only makes 900k but you're not treating you know someone like drew o'connor who i know has not played as many nhl games as archibald same with Zohorna, and you know could you know could you, you know he's probably played just as many as archibald has but you know they're not with the main group but someone like him is you know i just i i question i guess 
the I, I don't know, I shouldn't say like roster construction, but I just I question um that you know the organization's view is him as like oh my god he's this good no doubt roster player who's obviously going to make the team and all that stuff and um i just you know my biggest question is what do they see in him Th- that's my thing you know i you know when i look at him i see a player who you know doesn't really contribute too much offensively i mean you know yeah he's had a couple of seasons where you know he's had you know close if not you know 10 10 plus goals um but you know he also hasn't hit that in you know the last couple of years, especially this past year, you know he didn't really um, play. If I can just you know double check that real quick, um, so um, if I can, I mean get, get this. Yeah, I mean so you know 2018, 19, 2019, 20 decent years with the Arizona Coyotes. Was Edmonton Oilers had 12 goals in 2019. Next year after that had 12 goals. You know with Edmonton 52 games. Um, after that seven goals. But you know those were only the two best seasons of, of his career. And they, they look like kind of outliers right now because you no, know, otherwise um, he had a season with three goals, five goals, seven goals. Um, last year, again, he only played eight games. You know, he was battling some injuries and stuff. Um, it's just, it, again, it's just weird to me that they see him as this player who, oh my God, he should easily make the opening night roster when there are younger players down there who I think have more of a skill ceiling than him. Um, but they're not being treated like that. And maybe the penguins are hoping that they're just going to blow them away so that, you know, they have to, you know, wave him or something like that. You know, maybe it's it's a similar situation to what happened with like John Marino a few years ago when um, he basically forced Jim Rutherford's hand into trading Eric Goodbrands. Remember that, you know, Marino was someone who no one really expected to make the team coming into camp. And then he just comes in there, wows everyone, plays great in the preseason and then you know he's playing third pair of minutes and he's playing second pair of minutes that whole season he's had a great rookie season and you know honestly he was a call it or trophy candidate um until he got hurt towards the late stages of that year so i think the penguins have kind of been hoping that maybe a, a, an o'connor a kajula a zahorna you know are going to do something like that but i guess they you know they haven't done that yet in camp um and in preseason but um, again, it, it's definitely still a little bit weird to me. Um, what do you think about that? Just because, you know, I, I just, you know, again, it's just like, like what went, what, what went into the evaluation that prompted a signing where the penguins are like, Oh yeah, we definitely have to sign this guy on day one of free agency, even though there are so many other players out there who are better offensively. And I think and better defensively, because, you know, even like underlying numbers wise, you look at like natural stat trick, Never really been good with that at both ends of the ice. You know, his high, you know, the last five seasons, he's been um 44, 45% possession numbers. Um, same time he's been below 50% of the actual goals for when he's on the ice. Same with the expected goals, scoring chances, exact same thing. Um, high danger chances um has been negative every year except one that came in 2017-18 with the Penguins and same for the actual high danger goals for. So I don't. I definitely don't think they were using analytics to have had to do that move. I think they were just going based on vibes. Um, I've seen people say that like there's a history with him in the organization, and you know, sure, that, that definitely makes sense just because he was drafted by the Penguins. But you know, the regime that drafted him is, is way gone. So um, just just a little bit weird to me. Um, again, I, and I'm someone who was never really that high on the signing when it started, and you know, maybe he will blow me away and wow me. You know, that that's you know would not be the first time I was wrong. That's for sure. But, but my main point is I'm trying to bring home here is that 
I think there are better options than him right now in the organization, in a Drew O'Connor, in a Drake Kajula, in a Redeem Zahorna, in a Sam Poulan, um, even in a Valtteri Poussinin that should be getting, you know, ice time over him just because, you know, the large majority of his sample size, um, it's it's not that good. You know, his impacts at both ends of the ice, generally replacement level, if you ask me. So I'm like, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, hasn't really done much in camp and preseason, but, you know, he's already been grouped with the regulars. I mean, I guess just because, you know, they made an investment with him in day one of free agency, but, you know, honestly, I don't think anything should be, you know, given to him on a silver platter. I think he should have to earn it just as much as some of those younger players have been or trying to at least. But, you know, again, that's just my opinion um, on that matter. You know, let me know what you all think about that. Do you think some of the younger players should have a shot over him or, you know, or, you know, what, what do you think with that situation? You know, also, what do you think about Jeff Petrie's performance, Redeem Zahorna, um, and all that stuff? You can leave a comment in the, on the YouTube page or you can, you can DM me um, and all that stuff. So still a little more to get to for today's episode of the podcast. We're going, going to go into some of the lines that we saw during practice today and a couple other topics that you know, I've also been thinking about too. So that's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LRS for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So getting into the uh, regular Penguins lines and pairings and practice with no Carter Kapanen and Bluger was leaving early. Um, same thing with Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, Zuck, Zucker, Malk, and Rust. They're not just going to give up on those lines just because, oh my God, they had one bad preseason game um, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's not going to happen. Uh, third line, Brockman game with Ryan Paling and Josh Archibald. And then Heinen and Zohorn were working as just a pair on the fourth line. Um, in case anyone, you know, didn't think Ryan Paling was going to make this team, um, he, he is going to be on this 23-man roster. And I don't think they would have traded for him um, in the Petrie-Matheson trade um, if he was just going to be put on waivers or something like that. Um, I think they definitely see something there. I think they're hoping to um, unlock some new potential with him just because he is a former first-round pick and he has shown signs, you know, he's shown flashes of being that, you know, of living up to that pedigree in Montreal, even though it hasn't really been there that often. But, you know, I think they're definitely high on him. But, you know, at least, you know, for, for me, though, I only really see him as kind of like a fourth line winger, to be honest. Maybe someone that you can put on the wing on the third line, but if he's like your third line center or something like that, no, definitely not my cup of tea. Um to say the least. You know, definitely a bit weird to see Heinen on the fourth line, but you know, it's it's injury, so I'm not really gonna read too much into it. Duman Latang, Pedersen, Petrie, Ty Smith, and Jan Ruta, and then POJ with Chad and Mark Freeman. I really do think you're starting to see Smith start to separate himself from POJ. And I don't really know what that means for the rest of the defensive core here. You know, the, you know, the penguins, again, they got two weeks to figure this out, especially with their salary cap situation. I really don't know what the injuries are going to look like in a couple of weeks. I would assume that, I mean, obviously captain's going to be back. He won't be sick anymore. I would assume that Carter will be back in two weeks. Same thing with Bluger. I'm sure they're just minor ailments that are keeping them out right now. But you know, in terms of who has the inside track to get that number six job, um, I got to think it's Ty Smith. And again, he's looked really well and a, a really good in a couple of preseason games. Has looked steady throughout camp. I'll say this for the 1,000th time. They're going to take him to school, put him in the video room, and 
you know, really just shelter him like they did with Matheson. And I know a lot of you are going to ask me, you know, what does this mean for POJ? What's going to happen? I don't really know. You know, I think in a perfect world, they would want him to take that spot just because he's been down in the AHL for the last couple of years. You know, he, he really should not be getting those minutes, I think, at this point. I think it's time, you know, for him to show the Penguins that he does have what it takes to play at the initial level. You can get like maybe a 15, 20 game sample size to really see. But, you know, so far, I don't think he's wowed them enough to get um, an everyday spot. And I think that's why you're seeing Ty Smith right now have that spot. And, you know, Jan Ruta, he's not going to come out. They just signed him in free agency. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Chad Ruedel. Mark Freeman obviously will be on the bench for most nights. I, I do kind of feel bad for Chad Ruedel, of course, that is, because he was pretty steady for most of last season. He wins that number six job after Cody CC walked to the Edmonton Oilers and got the Penguins. Obviously, did not pay him because that would have been a contract they would have really regretted. But, you know, I feel bad for him just because, again, he's been steady throughout his whole Penguins tenure. He's taken less money to probably come back. Plays well in his first full season in the lineup, and then is hoping to you know stay have his place in the lineup going into the, into the next season. But then they sign Jan Ruta, so I definitely kind of feel bad for him. I think he's definitely an outside candidate to be traded still, but I think in a perfect world they would want to keep him um, as extra depth because again, we all know there's going to be some sort of injuries during the season for the Penguins. So you know, I, I, I'm fine with that. Um, to be honest, not, not really, you know, too many other updates from the Penguins, um, for their training camp practice today. You know, again, they got, I think they got a couple more days of practice, um, before they have their next preseason game, um, against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, overall, I think that's all I have for you for today's episode. I'm glad I was able to, you know, at least talk for, you know, 22 to 23 minutes. That is usually the average, I think. Um, at this point, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely extremely excited to be back, you know, doing this every day, you know, even though we're still talking about training camp practices and who's playing well and who's practicing well versus who's not, you know, it still passes the time. And, you know, I I like giving those updates because, you know, it, it is a lot of fun, um, to say the least, but that'll do it for this episode of locked on penguins podcast. Let me know what you all think about this episode down in the comments, you know, do you agree with some of my takes? Do you disagree with them? All that stuff. And I'll be back with another episode with a special guest on Thursday evening. Um, you know, you all definitely don't want to miss that one. And then I'll have another episode for you all on Friday. So I hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. We're squarely into fall now. I'm so hyped for the start of October and the start of the season. Um, and I will talk with you all on Thursday.